Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Welcome back. It's post-COVID 2021. Yay. I'm Alicia, homeowner. And I'm Amy, general contractor. And we're talking home home repair. repair. We started this in late 2019, Mm -hmm. and we got a couple episodes through, and then COVID hit. We do have those episodes available um, but we're really excited to start our new, should we even call this a new season? We might even have to make it a new season. I think we should. We're going to make it a new season. Yes. So welcome to season two. Yes, of, <laughs> of home repair. Oh, talking home repair. Let's talk a little bit about what this show is. It's a little bit about, of course, home repair and home maintenance. We're going to take questions from uh, listeners that, you know, they just can't figure it out and they just want us to talk about it. Um, we're also going to have special guests. I'm excited about the guests. Yeah. I, think I mean, I like fun. talking to y'all, but yeah, it'll be nice. Bring somebody new in. Right. So we'll yeah. be talking about all kinds of things around your home, repairs, remodels, uh, tools, tips and tricks when you're uh, working on projects, particularly if you're working by yourself, which I find pretty challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. So welcome back and let's jump right in. What's the first thing we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about uh, some client stories. Um, first off, this was a, a project that we did. I had a woman call in and, and had a little bit of a bathroom. It was a little bathroom that, that she had had a leak from up above. Um, and the plumbers came in and do what they do. They fixed the leak and then um, tore out all, not all the walls, but some of the walls. In order um, to do the yeah, in order fix. to do it, and then, you know, what got wet so there wasn't any mold or anything like that. Well, hmm. this bathroom didn't have sheetrock in it, but it had quarter-inch plywood. Um, so it was kind of weird, and it had uh, carpet tiles on the floor, which was a concrete floor. <laughs> and, you know, it was just a— It, it was, was fancy. It was. It was, you know, it was a bathroom <laughs> that worked. Yeah, yeah. And, and then she just wanted to put, put back together, and it was really cute. Now I have a soft spot. For, for the older generation. I really do. I would do work for free for any of them. Because all I'd have to say is, oh, Amy, I just need your help. I just need your and, help. And I mean, I, I'm right there. Uh-huh. But uh, so this one, the woman was, you know, an older woman or is an older woman. And, and so I go over there and, and um, she's got her biggest concern with putting this bathroom back together was this wall that she had wallpaper on. And she just loved that wallpaper. Aww. It was probably 15 or 20 years old. I have no idea. Right, um, right. But it was just so sweet. And she'd actually taken some of the wallpaper and trimmed the flowers out of it and <laughs> then took that and put it on another wall as a... as a well, Like know, an accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. And she was Pulling just it together. really hoping to, to be able to, you know, save that wallpaper. And oh, I just... Wow. We just can't do it. Oh. Yeah. So... Um, we got everything taken care of for her. We got the plywood back in and we got, you know, painted it and put new carpet tiles down and put everything in and new, or not new sink, but re, re uh, attached the sink. 
And she called us about, oh, I don't know, four or five days later, maybe a week later, saying, I've got water in the carpet. They don't use that bathroom very often. It's like, you know, their, their adult daughter comes in and, uh, you know, stays one day every couple of weeks. Um, and uh, my thought was, uh-oh, we did something wrong. And she said, there was so much water that I had to turn the valves off. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, geez, okay. Um, and then she called the next day saying that, uh, well, it wasn't the valves because it's even getting wetter. Um, so we set somebody. Wow. Yeah, we, we, we set it so up. So where's the so two somebody, places that water is going to come from in your home? Right. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so we we I set somebody up to to go around a couple of people go over and take a look at it and find out you know it's like it was this our responsibility mm. that's that was my biggest concern was it our responsibility was it something that we did <laughs> um, so as they were looking around it's like the the valves weren't leaking um, so the supplies were fine uh, they went upstairs and started running water in the other bathroom which is up mm, you know mm-hmm. above there and then the toilet started gurgling. Um, and water started coming up in the shower that was right next to it. And so it was clogged. The, the sewer the sewer was clogged somewhere mm. and was backing up in the toilet. And, of course, nobody was downstairs. And they, they'd been using their upstairs bathroom oh, for a like week. Oh, like gangbusters. Right. Oh, wow. So everything's kind of gurgling up into the toilet. and, and um, So nothing was getting through. Or, or very little. Very little, yeah, because it didn't take them very long to actually run the water before it started gurgling wow. up into, yeah. So then what did you do about it? Uh, we told them they needed to hire a plumber. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a, well, one, it wasn't our responsibility, right? It, that, right. that was right. not something that we had, we had messed with at all. And um, when... You know, you you don't use your pipes for a while, although they should have been using the the bathroom pipes. I'm not exactly sure what it was, if it was roots or what. what. Yeah, Um, yeah. But something got clogged up in there and and was definitely causing causing all kinds of problems. We should follow up with them. We could do that. We could do that. I have a sewer story, too. I'll save it for another time, but but I have uh, an interesting sewer story as well. You're going to hold back on a second sewer story? I am. I think you should tell me the other sewer story. (laughs) Okay. Um, I noticed in our driveway that we have a drain at the bottom of our driveway, Uh right? Rainwater and everything. And the only time it gets clogged up is when there's leaves there. I just push the leaves away and it comes, you know, it drains just fine. Well, several months ago, I noticed that there's water there. And it looks a different color, and it's kind of silty. It's like, what's going on here? The neighbors had had their sewer, um, a a pretty extensive sewer job done, where they had relined it all the way out to the street. Relined it, meaning? It was broken, so they go out and they actually put this... I don't know what the material is, but they actually put a liner in the pipe itself. In the existing pipe to help with leaks. Right. So instead Uh, of running a new sewer, they just line it, reline it. Yep, yep. They take out quite a bit of it, you know, they don't, but so they don't have to dig everything out, they'll put a liner in. Right. Well, they did that. And, um, but what they didn't see is that our sewer actually went into our neighbor's sewer before it hit the street. 
That is surprising to me that a professional company missed that. That is very common. Yeah, because it's actually on the sewer card. You know, the sewer card yeah. is, is with the, you know, a record of the city that actually shows your... your um, you can just look that up. Right. right, and it's like, oh, this is where my sewer line goes and, and, and everything. And it shows right there that our sewer line went into their sewer line and then it went out to the street. Well, they had put that liner in and blocked off... Oh, yeah. Our pipe going out to the sewer, and oh, so no. <laughs> it's what happened. Was our downstairs neighbor called me and said, um, "I'm getting water gurgling up into the toilet and into the bathroom or the bathtub." I'm like, "Uh oh, wow! I know what happened." Yeah, the plumber wasn't real happy about that, but I, they were out there in in a minute and fixed it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet they were real good about it. I mean, so that's an interesting thought to think about. You know, when your neighbor's getting some work done something major infrastructure like that, it's maybe not a bad idea just to kind of keep an eye on what's happening and knowing where your infrastructure is. Like yeah. Larry, know where your gas lines are mm-hmm. and where your sewer lines mm-hmm. yeah. and, and yeah. water I mean, mains this, and all that. This, this, that was, it's rare that the sewer lines will be mixed like that. Very Is rare. it rare? Yeah. Usually it'll go straight out into the main sewer line. They typically will not tie into each other. Oh, okay, because I found that very common in the uh, almost all the homes I know of. That, but I think they're that 42 bungalow thing. Which is, um, well, it's kind of weird because our, our house was built in 1963, and the house next to us was like 1915. 1950. <laughs> yeah, 1915. Oh, 1915. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, know where your stuff is. Yep. It'll help you yep. out. Yes, it will. Yes, it um, will. And also, I think another takeaway from that is whenever water is acting strangely, I think it's uh, want for immediate concern. Because it could be big, it could be small, but it is something. Right. You right. know, yeah. whatever yeah. level it might be, it's not going to fix itself often. Not very often <laughs> will it fix itself. Right. Um, so what's next? Uh, so tell me about your, uh, you did a little uh, renovation while we were all up in COVID. I did. So <laughs> all tell, up tell in us, COVID. All up in COVID. Tell us about it. We're going we're gonna to actually string this on through several episodes and, and where it fits in. I'm going to ask you um, yeah. parts and bits of it. But All but, remodels have so many aspects oh, to them. So I think many moving it. pieces. So many moving pieces. Mes- yeah. Yeah. So tell, and things you have to be prepared us. for. So uh, we have a relatively small kitchen. Um, it's, it's open, so it doesn't feel as small as it really is. And I think the last time it was probably remodeled is, I would have to say nineties, you know, so just aesthetically really didn't care for a lot of the things. The, the doors were just plywood doors. You know, there was no, um, um, there was no framework to the cabinetry. Mm -hmm. They were just kind of boxes and plywood on top of them and they were certainly functional but um, we wanted to update and remodel but um, in looking at you know what we wanted to rearrange there were lots of things you could rearrange but you gained something and lost something so for the most part we kept the uh, I guess design the arrangement you know the layout Mm -hmm. we kept the layout pretty similar um, and just moved the biggest thing we did was move the sink. Moving that was 
And, and we were asked, you know, do you really want to do it? And we thought ourselves, say, well, we really just wanted to update. So new cabinetry, new appliances. Um, but when we thought about it, that was really something we wanted to, to change. And it, it impacted a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It would have saved us a lot of time and um, a good chunk of change um, to have left it. But now that we've done it, I wouldn't ever go back. <laughs> there would even be other things that I wouldn't do. I always recommend to people that, you know, if they have things that they really want to do in a remodel, like I really want to have quartz countertops mm, mm. and um, and then they find out what the cost associated with them are. It's like, oh, I don't want to spend that much. And I, I always tell them, it's like, if that's something that you re- that means a lot to you and you really want that in your remodel, then then wait you know, yeah. wait and save just a little bit more money or, or figure out how you can get that thing that you really want. Because people spend way too much money on these remodels. And, you know, I, I just cringe to think that they're going to go into their kitchen every day and look at it and say, oh, I, I really only had don't quotes. like this. <laughs> you know, I've just spent $60,000 on this and I really don't like it. Yeah. And I just don't want that. And I think the other thing you can, like we were planning, the idea that we had was, okay, once we have all these, uh, you know, relationships with contractors, let's do the bathroom too. It's nearby. It's kind of the same thing. We weren't going to rearrange a whole lot. Um, we wanted to redo the floors, um, redo the uh, vanity, um, and some of the surround stuff. But, you know, we thought kind of reasonable. When we started getting numbers back on the estimates of how much it would cost, we just <laughs> forewent the, the bathroom. Like you say, just save it till you can do it the way you want. Right. Because right. I could have thrown, and I and I tried to start doubling things up, like, oh, we're getting the cabinetry from this person, so why don't we look at the vanity? And so I we moved for quite a long time thinking we were going to do both of them. And then I just wasn't really happy with what we were coming up with the vanity of the the um, bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, you know what, this is a big enough project. <laughs> I, I think that would be the other thing, is just um, how big, you know, and how, how much you can afford to be displaced Right. Emotionally, and we talked about right. that on right. an earlier episode yeah. of really being prepared with what it takes. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so we modified in that. We didn't go too far down, so I don't think we spent any money, you know, thinking about it. I think I got a couple test tiles, you know, oh. just to see for the backsplash, uh-huh. but that was the extent that's, of That's not it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't buy a vanity. I did not buy a vanity. Oh, okay. It was a lot of money, and it wasn't exactly what I wanted. Oh, it was kind of well, like what you go. said. Right. You know, it's like that was, to me, the vanity. It was a, it's a guest bathroom, mm-hmm. and that was going to be the center point for me. I almost didn't even care about other things that happened, but the vanity was going to be important, and it wasn't happening, so I didn't do it. Wow. That's good. Very good. <laughs> took my advice right on. I did. So I'm sure we'll return back to talking about my kitchen because I always love to talk about my projects. But if you have a project that you're working on and you have some questions about it, we are a big component of our show is listeners' questions. So you can submit those to askamy at amyworks.com. Send them on over to us, and we will probably address them on a future show. Right on. What's next? We're going to talk some maintenance, of course. Maintenance. I am a big fan of home maintenance. And we yes. kind of think about it as seasonal, or, or you like to approach it kind of seasonally. I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so we're so in spring. We are in spring, and we are going to talk a little bit about spring home maintenance. Um, your roof. Roof. 
roof. Is it roof kind of like all the seasons maintenance? Well, why is it, why is spring significant? Well, for one is you're cleaning out your gutters, which is part of the roof. Right. Right. So, and getting all that winter stuff out of there that's blown in there. Um, and it's a good time to get rid of the, uh, all the moss that's on there Mm -hmm. as well. Um, all the roofers aren't booked. So if you figure out you need something done with your roof, you can maybe get a roofer to do it for you. They're not booked in the spring? No, they're really, I mean, they do a lot of work in the, in the summer. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to get busy in, in the spring. Okay. So early spring. Um, Yeah. yeah. But you know, they're very busy in the winter making, you know, horrible repairs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they're not doing a whole lot of maintenance work. Okay. And then they're doing the new roof stuff in the summer. Yeah. How do you assess whether it's a roof thing that you should do or a roof thing that you really should uh, get some help on? Um, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a fear thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got a, if you've got a steep roof, I would really just, um, suggest to have somebody else do it, um, to have somebody come out and clean the moss off your roof. One, they know how to do it. Right. It's going to take them maybe a couple of hours. It's really not that expensive. Um, Past couple of episodes ago, I talked about, you know, the, the ones that we had released prior. Um, I talk about the budgeting for, for home repair and home maintenance. Right. So that would go into that. Um, and, and that number was 1%? 1% no. of your home's value. Okay. Right, every year. Every year you should budget 1% mm-hmm. of your home's value for all kinds of maintenance. Right. On your, like this. Uh, home clean, maintenance. Yeah. Clean, yeah. Having somebody come and clean your gutters. And mm-hmm. it's so, like, you know, don't, don't risk it. Um, Especially, if I think you're one not important that thing that you mentioned was um, they know how to do it, and mm-hmm. isn't that pretty important for your roof? You know, particularly if it's you know asphalt, you know shingle. Depending on the kind of shingles, you could hurt your roof. You if, could if you don't really know how to properly clean it. Right, like asphalt shingles, you don't want to put a pressure washer up there. I've right. seen people do that. It's like, oh, please don't do that. Um, uh, cedar shake shingles that are uh, those are incredibly slippery. I almost fell off my roof mm. uh, when I was up on it one time, and it had the cedar shakes. And fortunately, I was the pe- at the peak. So when I fell, I had a lot of room to, oh to slide. So, yeah, fortunately it didn't. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like to climb on a roof. Mm-hmm. I have, and I've done some really funky things getting on a roof. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, just, just let somebody else do let it. Let somebody else yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let them tie themselves make, down or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with the roof, clean off the, clean off the moss. Because that will degrade your, your shingles as well. Uh, the gutters, cleaning those, making sure your downspouts are diverted away from your foundation. You want to cut the branches away uh, three feet from the house. Um, and the reason being that when the wind is blowing and those branches are close, is all they're doing is they're just scraping off that, that mm-hmm. protective uh, layer on those shingles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and hire, hire people to do that kind of stuff. And also uh, keep notes. You know, mm. when did, when's the last time I got my roof cleaned? Who did my roof cleaning? How much did it cost? Those kind of things, because you're not going to remember. But you're all, you always are certain that you will. You're like, you know, this was a big enough deal. I'm going to remember what this was. I won't remember it for three months. Right. I, I, it will right. be completely out. And then I have to do all kinds of forensics 
right. you know, going through did and I trying to find the bill. <laughs> yeah. Did I take a picture? Who was that that did that? Yeah. Who did was that who did that? Yeah. What credit card did that go on? So just yeah. jot it down and put it in a file folder somewhere. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Check fire extinguisher. We had a whole talk about fire extinguishers. Coming around springtime, you're checking it again. Um, and then you're looking in your crawl space. You're going to crawl in your crawl space and then your attic crawl space. You're looking for critters, mm. signs of critters, water damage, water coming in, rot. Um, and then also check under your sinks for uh, leaks, potential leaks, um, moving the boxes away so that you can actually see that's under there because how often do you really get underneath the sink and look at all that stuff? Right, right. Not very often. So, um, Should yeah, we be so worried about going back to your crawl space or, or attic stuff? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they always smell a little funky. Is there a funky level that starts being... What kind of funk threshold? <laughs> what is the level of funk? Yeah, what's the funk threshold mm. on crawl spaces? Well, if it smells... If it just smells a little damp, now just a little damp, mm-hmm. right? Like it's wet dirt, kind of okay. It should be dry down there. You should have... Um, Part of the point of it. Exactly. Right? It should, it should be dry, and there should be vapor barrier, which is just a thick plastic over the entire um, crawl space. So it, it shouldn't be an over... I mean, like when you open up or go to get into the crawl space, you open it up and it's, you just get that mildewy, musty smell that just kind of knocks you over. I think you get a little bit of water in there that you probably should really look at. Um, I think that... Super high priority when I get to it. I mean, like I said, there's so many crawl... It, that's not dangerous at that point. Well, it depends. It really depends. It, it really depends. One, you know, how sensitive is your nose? Yeah. Right? If it was me... I mean, it could smell really moldy, and I wouldn't be able to smell it because mm-hmm. there could be something dead in there, and I wouldn't be able to smell it. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, forget the previous three questions on what the threshold is. So the yeah, the funk level. Um, it's just you know visual inspection, mm-hmm. and do you see any indications of water? I crawled into a space the other day, and um, I looked at some newer pipe drain pipe and I knew that there had been a leak there just because uh, a a ring of um, dried water was about three inches wide um, and it came from this P-trap that was up here. Mm. It wasn't currently leaking uh, Mm -hmm. but it just looked, you know, just a dry spot. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and if you don't know what you're looking for, of course, it's going to be, you know, now it's just dirt. But no, that was an indication that there was a leak. So when we go in to actually do the do the bathroom that we're going to be working on, I have the plumbers that are going to say, "Will you take a look at that while you're in there and right. make sure that there's nothing going on?" Because or like you leak. say, if you had written down that repair, exactly, I could say to you, "Hey, don't worry about what it looks like. There was a leak, mm-hmm. and that's already been fixed." And it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, super. Right. Um, what else are we doing in the spring? That's about it, actually. Just looking at your roof and and. You know, one one way to um, examine your roof, oh, if yeah. you don't want to get up there on it, but you just want to kind of look around and see if there's any missing shingles, get a pair of binoculars. Mm. Go across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, go in your neighbor's yard and do the pair of binoculars. That's how you meet your neighbors. Hey. <laughs> and it's a better way to meet your neighbors than a drone. 
Oh yeah. Drone would also be a good use for oh, a that good would use be for fun, a drone. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'm a little anti-drone right now. Oh, are you? There's a neighbor that's flying one around our place, and it mm. it is interesting. I mean, I know they're fun. They are, they are crazy fun. Mm-hmm. Go out in the country, and yeah, have some fun. Not over your house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. It would. Be. They try to be courteous. Actually, they're, right. I think. Um, when, you know, they're taking video all the time, and I think I snarled at them once, so they've kept their distance now. <laughs> so I think I did all right on that. That's great photography, though, with the drones. Oh, it's no just, question. Yeah. Just yeah. Great, great Like video. real estate agents are using it now. Oh, yeah. 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 That's just like, wow. really kind of cool. You mm-hmm. do kind of explore that. But um, that would be, I, I think what's cool about that also, and if you took pictures, you can kind of see evolution of things that right. are happening. Mm-hmm. So like things that are big, they're easy to find or easy to see. But what is, you know, the small changes, kind of the frog in the right. frying pan right. type thing? Well, one of the things that, that, that we often ask our clients when they call in and have questions um, and wanting to know, you know, do I need to have this repaired? Do I need to be concerned about it? Is we ask them to send photos. Mm-hmm. So if you've mm. taken pictures of it, you can send it to us and we can look at it and say, man, eh, don't worry about it. It's not a big thing. Or, oh, yeah. Because yeah. they'll call <laughs> in and say, I have, no, we had somebody send a picture the other day and um, it's actually a neighbor of ours, and, and they said, well, um, we've got a little drywall place that needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels a little soft, and I just, can you come in and <laughs> oh, no. can you come in and repair the drywall? It's like, well, sure, we can do it. You know, send us a photo. Yeah. And they sent us a photo, and it's like the drywall is bubbling. Oh, and, gracious. you know, I can only imagine how soft <laughs> and squishy that is. And it's like, is that on an exterior wall, an interior wall? It, it's an interior wall. It's, and uh, I haven't gone out to look at it yet, but... Um, There's going to be, be something going I'll on. I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, my. Yeah, I'll right. let you know. Note. Right. Note to self. What happened with the drywall? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So let's let's move on to uh, some questions. How do you feel about that? I love questions. Okay. I love questions. So um, a lot of people are asking about battery-powered cordless tools. Mm. And, you know, what kind do you get? I think we've had a little conversation about this before. You are a Makita fan, is that I am a Makita fan for most of their things, but the other situation or the other factor, the other factor is that, um, batteries are expensive enough that once you start a family, you right. know, you, you get, you stay in, you stay in a brand. Right. Right. You know, because they are all different. Right. So and you have they kind of the get you there. Separate and the charger separate and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So once you buy the charger then, and, and even have the right battery, uh, which also changes, it seems about every three years, mm-hmm. you know, they get better and, and bigger and stronger right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that then you can start getting just the tool. Mm-hmm. You know, and and saving quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm a Ryobi fan. You know that. So um, I know that um, my employees, several of them, are, are big fans of Dewalt, mm-hmm. and they're great. Dewalt are great tools. I just think they're a little overpriced for homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, for as for as often, often as you're going to use it, um, it's like, do you really need to go out and buy two, a two thousand dollar pressure washer? Um, and, and cause you're going to use it once a year, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So I mean, it's handy to have there. It is. But you're like, right. Oh, like, I got a pressure washer. Huh. Yeah. Um, go to the tool, li- t- tool library. 
Yeah, I think we mentioned that once before too. Yeah, find the tool libraries around your neighborhood. Borrow it so you're not. Or start your own with your neighbors. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's another nice way to get to know your neighbors. It's like, hey, this is you know, do you have a lift service or something? Hey, I have Mm -hmm. these tools. Yeah, I suppose. Want to be careful about advertising about tools you have. But that's true. Your friends and your neighbors. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that's interesting because I think that's where Makita for me was the happy medium, Mm -hmm. where it was they were a little bit more robust tools. And still not crazy expensive for exactly what you, you know, like I have a little baby chainsaw. Am I going to be using it like an arborist? No. Right. You know, so that when I see the reviews of an arborist using it Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I liked it, you know, up to the second year and then it started getting, oh, I think that's okay for me. Right. Because they've already put about 250 hours into it. (laughs) And I will never put 250 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, mine has a chainsaw and it's got a hedge trimmer. Um, and my lawnmower, my lawnmower goes off with my little 18 volt battery as well. So how do you think about that? I love it. Cause I've been considering it, but yeah. I was so disappointed in my, uh, weed trimmer. Oh, I had that too. Yeah. Mine does not work well. I might've strung it wrong. I'm going to revisit that. <laughs> I just don't believe, I mean... It's also, it's just, I must be doing something wrong because yeah. there's no way Makita would sell something like that. Oh, okay. But it's only, you know, but uh, it also goes to, the reason why I ask about the lawnmower is because this weed trimmer will work really nicely and then you get to a crabgrass or you get to something a little bit more intense and then it's, it's almost worthless. So I'm wondering, how do you feel about your electric mower? Like I like plug in uh, mowers, mm-hmm. you know, because they still have good amount of power right, to right. them. Yeah. But how is your battery mower? Um, it's not too bad, actually. If if the grass now, I have not been a good gardener and, and right. kept the grass really nice and short. I mean, I was out there the other day, and I swear the grass was a foot tall. It's growing fast this year. It is. Got to tell you, I just cut it, and it was a foot tall the last time I cut I it. Um, but. <laughs> It took me, you know, several passes and a little bit of massaging to get the lawnmower through the grass, um, but it did okay. Okay. Um, and it only took me, my backyard, and my backyard's not that big. It's maybe, what, 30 by 30, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. So, um, but a battery for, for that patch. Um, and they are handy. Having the battery tools are just Oh, and it's so handy. much lighter than a, than a gas-powered lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I love them. I love them. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're pro. But I think the important point that you bring up is that, you know, really recognize how robust a tool it needs to be while you're choosing the line you're going to kind of commit to. Right. Because I know we've got DeWalt tools at, uh, at work and um, the company has some. And we've got a cordless table saw, a DeWalt cordless table saw. Um, and it uses this battery that is just a monster. Um, but I think we're spending close to $200 on a battery each time. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's a, that's but a it is so tool. portable. Yeah. It is so nice because, you know, you, you don't need to make that many cuts. So you're able to just pull it out and it's got, um, it's, 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 got the quality that you need to make great straight cuts and it's not wonky like if you went and bought 
you know, I'm not saying Harbor Freight's bad, but some of their some of their precision tools are not as precise mm-hmm. as you would like them to be. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, it it's really convenient for us. But to I think have that's that. an that's an important thing also to I think consider is you know it is important. Portability is very important to you. Mm-hmm. It is because you're working in different areas. You right. know, as a professional, you're you're moving all the time. Right. As a homeowner, I know exactly how far out my extension cord needs to go. Mm-hmm. And I can have that set of extension cords and know that I can reach every corner of my house. It doesn't, I don't have to adapt that. Right. Or a saw. Mm-hmm. You know, do I need to be able to move a saw anywhere? Yeah, um, no. Even if I'm doing my own, you know, work, yeah, it'd be handy. But for, you know, I might be set up for a long time so I can just set it up where I need it mm-hmm. as opposed to you're going to set it up and then tomorrow you might need it someplace else or you're even going to pick up your tools, you know, maybe during a project. Right. So I think that's something else to consider because mm-hmm. I, I love battery powered stuff, but sometimes it's just not enough power. Yeah. Right. Right. I do love using a corded circular saw. Yes. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> Zing. Like my, pop. Right. Yep. yep. When you want to do something. <laughs> but I, but I, even as a home, I love that battery powered, the, the little, the little one. Cause it's oh. just, yeah. Yeah. I just when carry you're doing it around. Zing, if you want zing pop or if you want zing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the difference between the plug in <laughs> and the battery. <laughs> zing pop. Zing pop. Yes. Got another question? Um, yeah. Uh, somebody was uh, talking about, they're moving out of their house. They own it. They're moving out. They're keeping it, um, but they're going to use it as a rental. Mm. And they were asking, you know, what kind of flooring should we put in? In the kitchen, it needs to be replaced. The rest of the house is hardwoods. What kind of flooring is best for this? I mean, should we put hardwoods in so it matches everything, or should we go with something else? Um, No. (laughs) No? No. No, you think they should put hardwoods in the kitchen? I don't think they should put hardwoods. I don't think they should put hardware woods anywhere near or anywhere near a renter. Oh, that's right. Because you have your bamboo in the. Oh, in and, the and I don't, um, I, I love renters too, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's just um, ill-conceived for yourself. You'll just have a little bit of heartbreak because even people who try to take care of stuff, it's just wear and tear. And when it's not your wear and tear, right. it just seems like more. Like, I, I'm not talking about abuse, mm-hmm. though I think that's even something to consider. Right, right. You know, if you don't know personally who you, and even if you do know personally, it's just there's wear and tear, and it's not wear and tear that you did. Right. So it's going to always feel like a, a little bit more reckless. Right, right. <laughs> than the yes. way you would live. Yes, like that, the rental that I have that, you know, during COVID, that was my project. Right, I refurbished right. my my rental, and and uh, you know everything was spanking brand new, and I have not been in the house since. You're just gonna cry. Don't and ever just, go in. Just no, don't. I have to. I'm gonna have to at some point. <laughs> Hopefully not soon. So you know it's been like brand new. Everything still smelled like paint. Yeah. And you know years later I go in and oh. And I mean sometimes to be a good landlord you do need to update some things, particularly if it's you know if it uh, needs updating. But I think some of the products out there are nice. Mm-hmm. You know that aren't as fragile. And as as expensive, right. and I think those are good options to look look at for your rental. Yeah, that's why I always uh, make the suggestion of luxury vinyl planking. Do you like it or not like I'm it? I'm a believer now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was not a believer, and I think it's going to get better and better. Yeah. 
Like one of the things, um, I'm still not a fan of the four foot planks. Oh, really? Why not? It doesn't look like real wood. I mean, I want 10 to 12. And so that's why on, when I used it in a building, I went with the seven foot planks. They now have seven foot planks. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I could be wrong about that. It might be 72 inches, not seven foot. I think that's probably I think it's right. 72 inches. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's longer than, so I think it's six. Mm-hmm. It's six feet instead of four. And so it feels a little bit more like a board. You know, it's like, would you do a whole big floor with seven, I mean, four foot wood, you know, in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, this is all emotional, but, you know, an aesthetic <laughs> in my mind, you know, that would be um, garbage pieces. You know, right. if you had you, you put, did, it scra- put scraps scrap. down I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a bunch of scrap. Right. Nice scrap. Right. But it looks like scrap. But you start getting into six and seven and I can't wait till the planks and they can be wider now. So I got a wide plank, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then that's lots of f- flexibility on what you're trying to do design wise. But I'm excited for that to continue the technology to continue. And I want them to do 10 and 12 foot planks. Mm, I I think you're, you're getting out of the realm of DIYers though. Cause that's a, that's definitely a two person to get those locked in there correctly. Oh, I'm not saying it'd be easy. I just want it available. Okay. You know, even if I have a professional help me, Mm -hmm. you know, or installers help me, I mean, hardwood takes two people. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't worry about the labor so much on that. That is more of a design aesthetic issue for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Then I want to make sure I can do it by myself. <laughs> and, you know, I think it does matter the size of room. You oh, know, yeah. That I think some yeah. of the size of rooms, and if it's going to be kind of covered in, um, you know, some throw or, or area rugs anyway, mm-hmm. maybe the forefoot wouldn't be such a, right. a big deal. But Which it often is, right? Like sure, I have yeah. in the dining room. So the dining room table is over, and we got a bookcase in there, and then there's a buffet in there. Yeah. And so. But back to the main point, oh, I think the yes. product itself is very good. And it's, I've been impressed, uh, scratch wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really kind of abuse it. You can. And it still you looks can. nice. Yeah, it does. It looks really good. And, and they've done a really nice job of, of well, they, it often has, um, depending upon your brand that you buy, but it's got a lifetime warranty for mm-hmm. residential use, uh, waterproof. Um, they have two different thicknesses of the finish. Um, so you can really get it. So it's a little bit, uh, not, a, not a lot thicker, but a little bit thicker. It's, we're talking millimeters here, right, but right. it does make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got, you know, you've got great Danes that are in there and right. <laughs> eventually, uh, yeah. you know, those claws will, will start to wear down, but the, or not the claws, but the, the finish. So yeah, <laughs> a couple of different <laughs> options. Um, but yeah, I, I, I recommend it all the time. It's a great application in bathrooms. It's a great application in um, kitchens. And there's, and there's a wide, uh, you know, spectrum. Right. You, you can get pretty affordable flooring in that way. Oh, like really? three dollars a square foot. Yeah. And, or you and you're can, getting some really good, really good, good product. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to. Now you did on yours. You put an underlayment in there. I did because you were concerned about sound. Right. I right. yeah. But and not normal sound. I mean, I think probably in a regular residential situation, the the backing that it came with... Because it's cork. Totally nice. Right? Was yeah. yours cork? I don't want to say it was, but maybe uh, okay. it was. But I mean, it's It was thick. protected. It's, it's yeah. like three-eighths of an inch thick. I mean, it's not, it's not a thin product. On the board? The ones that come with it on the board? Yeah. 
Uh, there was yeah, there was a variety. I can't remember yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's nice that you don't have to do that underlayment anymore. We used yeah. to have to do that. Well, because then, the underlayment that we did do, you know, it, you do sometimes get it. You know, that's one extra thing you have to ma- manage mm-hmm. when you're installing, you right? Know, to make sure it doesn't get kinked or bent or right, you know, right. Oh, I got puckered. Wrinkle. Yeah, you know, yeah. or something yeah. like that. But. So LVP, I, I love LB, LVP. Um, it's fun to install. It is. Um, I wouldn't do hardwoods in a kitchen. It's just ever. You drop a pan, you drop a glass, you do water, you just, and yeah. I think also it's not very compatible with um, in-floor heating because I know that you can, that um, if you're using like a boiler, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing hydro, that you can only... Uh, your temperature has to be lower. And so that means that you need to run your boiler more at a lower temperature, and then it's more, it takes longer to go up, you know, to heat up a room. Oh, okay. But they get very nervous about, you know, a boiler can go up to 180 or whatever. They, they do not want that wow. hot a temperature going in your floors. Wow. So I can imagine what it would do to the wood if that wood got wet. They're not even talking about the, it's not the concern on that. Mm-hmm. Apparently the, um, just the heat alone is more heat than hard, you know, unless a hardwood is particularly manufactured, you know, for in-floor heating. Mm-hmm. But um, they say that it will tend to curl. Hmm. Just because it's not totally dry. Right. It's not 100% dry. Right. Yeah. Got some, some moisture in there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so no hardwoods in the in the kitchen. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, Bathrooms? Hey, how about cork? I haven't done much with cork. I've heard cork's a bad idea. Yeah? Yeah. Write in if you've had an experience with yeah, cork. Yeah, tell us about your bad. experience with cork. I mean, yeah. is, it, is it good or bad? Um, I mean, it yeah, is neat old looking. Yeah, yeah. But um, marmolium. Marmolium's kind of nice. I like marmolium. And it's got it's got kind of funky colors. Hmm. Um, you know, is that like a rollout thing? Orange, yes. It's like linoleum, but they gave it a bigger, yes, but, na- a different name. Yes, but no, it's <laughs> it's it's different than. Uh, now I could be totally wrong. It's like no, it's it's linoleum. It just it's different. Um, but they can do some really great things. We did a really fun project where the designer actually did the design, and they did the the main um, body of the floor was orange. And then they had a black stripe that was in it and a blue half circle. And, a, um, and, and just to make those cuts so precise so that it looks like all one sheet, it was amazing. Wow. So there, totally as part amazing. of the install, you kind of did a create. There was we a creative did thing. Not, but uh, just, yeah. The, the installer. Yes, our, our installer did it. And it was just, it was gorgeous. That's it was neat. absolutely gorgeous. It was That's really neat. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Any um, other questions? No, that's about it. I think I think we've covered it all for today. Super. Yeah. If you have questions about a remodel or any questions about tools or really anything around home maintenance or DIYness, decided that's DIYness. Our, I'm going to create that DIYness. Okay. Please send your questions or comments, or if you've done a cork floor, right? Or if you've cork done a floor. hardwood floor in a kitchen, or pros had and gurgling cons. Pipes. If had gurgling pipes, send your stories and your questions to askamy at amyworks Calm. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me wonder.
This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.